0: It's a beautiful morning, and we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts and their matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Injury list yesterday: long for the Colts, not so long for the Jaguars. A lot of keys to this game for the Colts, and the Colts really need to win this game. If the Colts win this game, all's possible. You go to uh, three, two, and one, and you got a chance against the Titans to go four and two, four two and one. And that's really all you wanted. You wanted to get through the first 7 games with two losses. That would be beautiful. The opposite happens. A whole lot becomes impossible. We're going to talk about some eerie similarities between the Colts and the Jaguars. These two teams, especially on the defensive side of the ball, do a lot of the results are similar. The methodology not necessarily similar, but the results Very, very similar. And then we're going to talk about the Indiana Pacers. Pacers won last night by nine, a late rally. They kind of came back, not from the dead, but this game, it was not exciting. It was not a lot of fun until all of a sudden it was. And then the Pacers really kind of extended their lead and had a good time. And Goga Batanz was smiling. He only played eight minutes, but he scored eight points and the Pacers get the win. And concessions at Gainbridge Fieldhouse, just got really, really smart, and I dig it. So we're going to talk about that. This is Breakfast with Kent. For when, no, it's Thursday. Holy cow, we got the, the Commanders and Carson Wentz against the Bears tonight on Amazon Prime. Cannot wait for that for a variety of reasons, because we get to watch Matt Eberflus scheme against Carson Wentz. How much fun is that for Colts fans? Holy cow. Uh, it is Thursday, October 13th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR.com backslash Kent. Go there, make an initial deposit of $100 or more, and you're going to get $25 in free casino chips to play at your will. Blackjack, uh, craps, slots, whatever you want. Then you deposit up to 1000 you get They will match that in free play on the sportsbook. All right, you can deposit more than that, but they're going to give you a maximum of that $1,000 match. All right, uh, oh, want to remind you, subscribe, like, ring the bell, and look what you got here. You got the prize egg. We're going to give away the contents of the prize egg tomorrow during uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now. Always a nice piece of memorabilia, the, uh, we gave away an autographed David West jersey. Gave away an autographed Miles Turner jersey. And this week, there is uh, the contents of the prize egg. Very, very special. All right, let's talk about the uh, the injury report because it is long for the Colts. And I don't think it's necessarily reflective of who's going to play, who's not going to play at this point. But Shaq Leonard did not go. And they list him with a back, concussion, and nose. That's a lot of stuff to have wrong. When you got three things wrong with you on the injury report, Yikes. It, it, it's, a, it, it's kind of a climb to be able to go on Sunday. Ryan Kelly, he's got a hip. He didn't practice. Jonathan Taylor, ankle, quitty pay, ankle, high ankle, I think. I don't like high ankles. High ankles are tough, especially on-edge guys and quarterbacks. Yanni Kangakwe, they rested Stefan Gilmore, they rested Eric Johnson uh, out with an illness. Tony Brown a concussion. Limited, couple of guys limited, Justin Blackman actually three, Naheem Hines and Taekwon Lewis. I expect Naheem Hines and Taekwon Lewis to play Justin Blackman. A little bit different issue with that ankle. We'll see what happens. Four limited for the Jaguars. That's it. Everybody else, full go. So you've got a team with a lot of health and a team coming off a Thursday night football game where they've got a chance to get health back right over the course of that 10 days. Jonathan Taylor, we'll see what happens today. He didn't need a whole lot of practice. He jogged yesterday in sweats at practice, so he's mobile, and it looks like maybe he's trending in the, uh, in the direction of playing on Sunday, and they need him because running the football is important against the Jaguars, and you need all hands on deck. We're going to talk about the Jaguars' run defense in a minute. Uh, Bernard Ryman, we found out yesterday from Frank Reich, he is the left tackle. They're going to live or die with what Bernard Ryman does at left tackle. That's it. No more Matt Pryor left tackle. No more experimentation. Bernard Ryman is the left tackle, and he's going to have to figure it out. And, and what he does well is he moves. He moves laterally really, really well. He is good against speed guys. Against power guys who come right at him, he kind of gets knocked down. Once in a while, and that's not a good thing. He's going to have to anchor. He's going to have to punch. He's going to have to get leverage against his opposite edge, and and you hope that he's able to keep guys off Matt Ryan. If not, Sunday could be a long day. Uh, Matt Ryan needs to be efficient in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan doesn't need to play clean throughout a game, and he hasn't played clean. We've seen that. He didn't play clean once. They're 2-2-1, two, two and one, the Colts are. What he's got to do is he's got to go get them in the fourth, stay close, and then go get him. What happened in the first game? Three picks for Matt Ryan against the Jaguars. Colts, of course, lost that game 24-0. The three picks, a lot of people have been critical over. Well, here's what Matt Ryan does. Matt Ryan knows it's sink or swim time, and whether you sink through throwing incompletions in or you sink through throwing interceptions... Is really irrelevant. Once you're down big, you got to take some chances. And Matt Ryan will do that. He will try to throw to guys and put them in a position to succeed. But if it gets picked off, it gets picked off. You're down 17 0 at the half, you're down 24 0. He's going to throw the ball up a little bit and throw some 50 50 balls that he wouldn't throw if the Colts were ahead or the Colts were close. That's just the way it is. A big deal in this game is that Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce are going to play. They were not active in the first time, the first matchup between these two teams. Big deal having those guys on the field because, number one, you got to scheme toward them. And what the Jaguars were able to do in game number one is just sell out against the run. Stop Jonathan Taylor and and who you got? Ashton Doolin? You're going to worry about Mo Ali Cox? You're not. You're going to worry about Pittman and Pierce if they're playing, but if they're not playing, all you got to do is figure out how to stop Taylor, and the game is yours, and the game was theirs. This one going to be a little bit different. We don't know whether JT is going to play. We do know that Pittman and Pierce are going to play unless something horrible happens in practice. Knock what it doesn't. I just unjinxed the jinx that I threw out there, so don't worry about it. All right. But forcing them. To respect Pittman and Pierce opens up running lanes, and if Taylor can't go, we saw the other night, Thursday night, that Philip Lindsay and Deion Johnson are capable uh, of getting this done. Or Deion Jackson, <clears throat> they can get this done. My apologize, uh, my apologies to Deion Jackson. Um, you've got to allow the Jaguars to lose. Does that make sense? Look, this is a mediocre football team, the Jaguars are. They're 2-3 and three on the season. They just got beat 14-6 to six by the Houston Texans. All right, this is a mediocre team. You don't have to throw all chips in early in order to win this game. Fourth and two at the Jaguars' 14, take the three points. Don't put your chips in the middle of the table and try to put seven up against a mediocre team and, and have the alternative be you don't get any points whatsoever, and you give them the ball with momentum. Don't do it. Not in this game. Allow mediocre teams to lose once in a while. Put them in a position where they got to go win. You don't have to take points away from your own group, is the point. Um, the Colts are minus two in this game, for those of you who invest in sports, Colts minus two, but the ESPN matchup predictor has the Jaguars at a 61% favorite to win. That doesn't happen very often. You don't see on ESPN where, and and they're not the most high-end analytical group, right? I mean, they're they're not employing. They don't have the MIT guys putting together their statistics, right? Like the Colts do with the strong go. So this is not a strong go. Jaguars plus two are not a strong go, but ESPN's got the Jaguars over 60% to win while being a underdog in this game. That doesn't happen very often. Something to notice. Um, Let's talk. Oh, and Gus Bradley. One thing that Gus Bradley's got to do, and he has done, is he's really kind of evolved a little bit, And, and he's allowed, he's not just as the Gus Bradley cover three system guy, the Seattle three. What he does is, is he kind of contorts and evolves his defense to suit his talent. And that's why the Colts defense has gotten better week after week after week. And they have. They've gotten better. And Gus Bradley's got them operating at a pretty high, uh, high rate. So here's where the Colts and the Jags are similar. Defensively, passing yards total, Colts. 1,080, Jags, 1,078, passing yards allowed. Uh, Receiving yards or, or rushing yards, run yards, 483 for the Colts, 491 for the Jags. Penalty yards, 193 for the Colts, 192 for the Jags. On the offensive side of the ball, the passing yards, 12.08 for the Colts, 11.91 for the Jags. Rush yards, you get a little bit of a disparity as you would expect. And not in the direction that you would have expected before the season started. The uh, Colts force four fifty-seven. The Jaguars five seventy-seven. That's a difference. Penalties thirty-one uh, twenty-eight. Colts with the thirty-one and points four. This is really where you get the disparity. Jaguars have scored one hundred eleven points. The Colts have scored sixty-nine. The Colts lacking in the scoring department in large part because of that game against the Jaguars where the Colts put up a donut. Colts got to get on the board. Obviously, they got to figure out a way to run the football. They got to figure out a way to move the sticks through passing, go after them passing, and then run. Make them adjust to the pass, open up some run lanes, and then go after them and gash them. That's my advice. That's what they need to do. You throw to score and run to win. Yes, everybody. That's it. You've got to throw. Throw the football. And the Colts, they've been more willing to do that. And obviously, with Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce on the field, of course they are. Pacers. Pacers won last night 109-100. to And this was a very entertaining game. I watched this whole game. The end was especially entertaining. Goga Batanza hit a couple of threes. Andrew Nebhart hit a couple of threes. And all of a sudden, what looked like it was going to be a loss for the Pacers turned out to be a win. We know that preseason basketball isn't going to make a damn bit of difference, right? Winning and losing, it's got nothing to do with whether that team is going to be successful in the regular season. However, it does make it a hell of a lot more fun when you're watching it on TV, right? We saw Jeremiah Johnson showed us around uh, Cambridge Fieldhouse a little bit during the game broadcast, and what did we see? We saw uh, grab-and-go beverages. You scan your credit card when you go into the, uh, the vending kiosk. You grab whatever drinks you want. You leave. The, the reader thing knows what you've got. And your credit card is creditly, er, uh, correctly debited the amount of the stuff you took. That's fantastic. No more lines. No more lines. Freedom. Freedom from the concession lines. It's unbelievable. That's the most entertaining part of the whole damn thing. However, the game was really fun. Benedict Matherin saw a couple of things from Benedict Matherin. Uh, number one, he can flat score. He is a talented, talented guy. Uh, really good athlete, but so smart with the basketball. 27 points last night, 8 of 13 from the field, 11 of 12 from the foul line. How about a pacer who can make foul shots? Nice. He also whines a lot to the refs, and so the refs pick on him. As a rookie, you can't whine the way he whines to the referees, and this is a thing that's happened in the NBA over time. There is constant carping to the referees, and I I find it unseemly, and you see it trickle down to college and high school basketball, and even youth basketball, and I think it's terrible. I hate it. Matherin does that. Matherin fouled out of the game as a result of that last night. The Pacers still get the win. Uh, By the way, the Pacers coaches last night wearing these blue frocks with their kind of quarter zips with yellow piping, they looked like cast members of the old Star Trek show. Not the new Star Trek movies, but the old Star Trek shows. Uh, It was odd. I would not wear one of these things They're a little bit garish. i got to tell you, I will wear, and I've got a lot of Pacers swag, but I will not wear those. I'm not going to look like, you know, uh, first mate uh, this guy or or ensign that guy uh, uh, about to be vaporized by a phaser on the planet Nebulon. I'm not doing it. The coaches, they seem to enjoy them. And that's a good thing. One more preseason game left against the Rockets at Cambridge Fieldhouse. That tomorrow night. Then it's all hands on deck for the regular season. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Mark Quinn, happy birthday. Doug Hull, Nate Miller, the great Andy Hunter. Drew, happy birthday. J.D. Hamilton, Andrew uh, Toomey, happy birthday. Tim Wilkerson, the great Laurie Cantillo, celebrating a birthday. A Chicago radio legend, Laurie Cantillo. And uh, Orly Knutson, the humdrum Norseman. Kidding me? A legend in Indianapolis was at WIBC Forever, B105. Uh, A legend up in the Twin Cities as well. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Take time to make somebody's life better today. They might need it. You might make a difference in their life. You might make a difference in their happiness. People, for whatever reason feeling a little bit helpless, and feeling a little bit like maybe their life doesn't matter, help them see that their life matters by telling them that their life matters. Share that with somebody. Don't wait until it's too late. All right, we'll talk to you this afternoon, 4 o'clock, Inside Indiana Sports Now, or we do wait until the injury list is released by the Colts, the post-practice thing. When they release the injury list... We're off to the races. That's what we do. Have a great day.